crazy 80s uh like death witch dad movies yeah um where it's just like how are they gonna find the bad guys it's like they hit the tattoo parlors you know yeah i think that i mean it, the move, this one was like um it, it was not like super original feeling and that was fine like it didn't so then you were like it wasn't trying too hard yeah also, I think that it was like it's like almost exactly 90 minutes like with the credits and i really appreciate that too yeah it was an hour and a half yeah it's like right on it so that's like how long movies should be like movies are too long oh like, yeah, I, yeah yeah the batman three out like three plus three hours. hours oh my god 90 minute batman <laughs> i want to see 90 minute batman oh, well, two, there have been two movies they yeah i just made the series yeah, made a series, cut it in half. Just be mm -hmm. like, it's over in the middle of the movie. You got to come back in a year. That's where um, I'm like, I feel like I'm like, just make a Batman show already. Stop trying to make movies; they're just bad. Yeah, <laughs> well, they have a ton of those anyway. Yeah. But uh, so he go, he goes to the goes going to ask all the tattoo people. Um, and you still at this point you think that he is just a guy. Yeah, we th I just thought he was just a normal guy with a bright idea. You know, he was like, he saw that tattoo. So naturally, I was like, so he's not nobody. He's smart, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you're like, this guy's getting into something that he can't handle. You kind of think that he's going to go and find them, and then he's going to get, like, really beat up at first. Maybe, like, kick-ass style or something. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's what I that's what I thought was gonna happen. Which he does get his ass kicked pretty well in this movie, but yeah. um, but then he just he's just fine afterwards. Yeah, I liked that scene though when he went to the one tattoo parlor and yeah, he flashes the FBI thing and they're like, they're like that ain't even you on the picture, dude. And um, the veteran guy behind him sees those two uh fla those two card tattoos on his wrist. Yeah, I think it's uh, a McMarine. It's a Marines or something. Yeah. yeah, and he just like stands up and walks out and locks the door on his way out, and then you're like, oh, that's I think that's pretty much where you're like, oh, so he's like, well, I mean, his dad being revealed that he was in the FBI and shit too, um, that was a pretty big indicator that you know maybe this guy isn't just a normal guy, you know, like, yeah, is that the is that the tattoo shop and the guy sees this thing and he, he doesn't want to, he's like. So he leaves. The one guy sees his tattoos and he's just like, oh shit, he gets out of there. Mm -hmm. The other guys, the other tattoo people don't notice. And that's your first inclination of like, this guy's got a secret. Yep. I thought um, the veterans know. And then they know, <laughs> so they know the, uh, that what, like, those guys know the robbers. He's riding the bus to, like, why is he on the bus? He rides the bus to the robbers place? Yeah. Yeah. So he, he, I guess he rides the bus all the time. Yeah. And the, he's always like, he's, he's a commuter. He's a public yeah. transport commuter. I like the ambiguous setting too. Like any, anywhere USA. Yeah, exactly. I was, th I was thinking the same thing. I was like, this could be anywhere. And this is, this could be shot in like five different cities and it could be cut together in anywhere, yeah. anywhere USA. Um, and then, yes. Yeah, so he does go, Break in Vancouver or something, right? Or do, um, did you? I yeah, I think it was. I think it was shot in Vancouver. Yeah, you're yeah. right. This is the scene we were talking about where he breaks in, and um, the, obviously these people are poor and they have a baby on an oxygen tank, and it's a very heart wrenching scene. And he doesn't have the heart to do anything. He just asks for the kitty cat bracelet and then leaves. 
Yeah, um, he gives them mercy a second time. Yeah, mercy a second time, pretty much. And then, yeah, that's the scene when he gets on the bus. But he, he's, so he's, but he's used, he's used to being sent on like missions where when he shows up, he's gonna kill everybody. Yeah, and he's all ready for that. He was all pumped up. I was thinking last he kind of got like violence blue balls. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. he's like I'm gonna ready to kill. Yeah, exactly. So that's why when he's riding the bus and then all he, those... When he goes outside, he starts punching the wall in the alley. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's he's right. like, oh, I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> like, like, whoa, Bob. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like cutting back to him doing pull-ups and stuff at the bus stations and stuff, that was also... I guess I thought it was kind of weird that a normal guy was just doing that, but... <laughs> these a bunch of dudes get on this bus and start harassing this young lady um he, and he's really excited about it too. yeah he's like oh you could see it and um yeah. i loved the slow-mo walk up to the bus driver where it's just like it's slow motion and he like pushes her off it and he's just like yeah just this is the whole trailer too this whole yeah yeah totally i also i also put in my notes i was like this bus site this bus fight scene uh, was so fucking exhilarating, and it blew Shan Chi out of the water. I, I saw Shan Chi. Yeah, it was, um, <laughs> I think they must have been shot concurrently because nobody like watched that one. Like they didn't know that there was going to be another bus fight at the same time. Yeah, in the same year, or kind yeah. of the same year. Yeah, but there was, and and I think maybe just the addition to all the blood and the well choreographed violence. Yeah. In this one, that makes it much better. Plus, I think Shang Chi was a pretty shitty movie too. <laughs> but um, I thought, thought Shang Chi was fine. I uh, see it again. No, we keep talking about Batman. Like, but that, like Batman was PG thirteen though. So that movie shit. Like I thought, I, I thought that maybe the Batman like wanted to be R. Yeah. So they were like brutal, was like brutal punches, but then nothing. I was just like, well, they were supposed to. Be, yeah, they were supposed to be like, really. Or Bob Odenkirk, you know. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Those guys get on the bus, and then some of them are American. Yeah. But yeah. some of them are Russian. And when I first saw the movie, I saw it, like, right when it came out on HBO or whatever, like, um, a month, two months ago or something. And then, you know, World, basically World War Three. now it's like, oh, Russians? Like, oh, yeah. wow. So... I wrote that in my notes too. I wrote, "What a time to be watching a movie with Russian antagonists." But that's a pretty uh, quick way to establish the villains through, I guess, like uh, accent, like Russians. They're the bad guys. Like they fight the, but they, they. It looks like there's just like some rich hoodlums, maybe like the Joker, maybe like those guys. It's like rich. Uh, like entitled douchebag kind of guys, uh-huh. and they're getting on the bus. Why are they getting on? The, why are they getting on the bus to just harass? That's actually a good point too. This is like the same exact scene from Joker. Yeah. Like Except, well, he's but the Joker. They're picking on him. Yeah, the Joker. There's only like two guys, or so. There's like three guys, and then he just they're harassing them. a woman in Joker. Um. Yeah. Oh, they were okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were. And then they um, so then harassing a woman, and then so he yeah the Joker's offending people I guess, but in this one, he's 
waiting for it. So he's like ready. He's happy to see this happen. Mm -hmm. He has got that bloodlust. So he's, he's like, he gets up to the front of the bus and then empties his gun in front of them. And he's like, yeah. I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> and then um, the, the, the take they used was different than the one in the trailer, too, I think. It seemed like a lot more like shaky. Like he was like, I'm going to fuck you up. You know, I'm gonna, oh, yeah, like it. it was almost like he was crying, you know? Is it is it actually a different take or is it a context that you like you know? Uh, I, don't, I don't remember the trailer that well, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it I could have been some... before before the pandemic. I like that it's like not so in like uh, John Wick or other movies, he's unhittable basically. He's like barely getting hit. Yeah, well, um, he gets thrown out of the that bus window. Yeah, and like when he hits the ground and he gets up and you can see like all the glass in his face, uh, I was like, yeah, he's he's it's he's ruthlessly getting beaten as well, yeah. <laughs> with these people, but that and then he goes back into the bus and then this is when it's uh, uh, full no no more half measures, you know, he's uh, he's ready to kill these fucking guys. He starts stabbing. Yeah. None of them have guns. Yeah. So it's escalating, and then he he gets starts using the knife, and then he like the kid who pulls out the knife, which escalates the whole incident, is the kid he ends up, you know, he ends up saving his life by putting the straw in his throat to give him oxygen. Remember? Yeah. But that ends up being the kid who is Julian, the main bad guy who comes up later. That's his brother, right? That's that, and that ends up being his brother. And I didn't even remember that until later when we were like, I was like, oh, he's related to this kid. I was like, oh, that's funny that Bob Odenkirk saved his life. He could have just left him dead. He ended he up dying. Dead. He ended up dying, and I think though. <laughs> anyway, in the hospital. I think so. Do they? Do they show that, or I don't remember. He was like, last time I saw your brother, he was still breathing, and that's more than he fucking deserved. Yeah. And then um, it was just indicating that he died, I guess. Where does he go after the bus? Does he ride the bus again? Does he ride another bus? Yeah. He was exactly. I was kind of. I was watching Daredevil, and I was like, how does Daredevil get around the city? Like, he, you know, he's like from far away. Uh, <laughs> He takes he takes the subway. He takes the subway, but it doesn't really it doesn't really matter. It cuts it cuts to him. It just cuts at, to like where he ever he is. His his wife doesn't seem that surprised. Yeah, and I think so he he says like like she's not that surprised. He's like, and she I think she says something like you're up to it again or something. So I think she de she knows about his past. Yeah, that's right. She's not too surprised. She she patches him up. That's right. Yep. I guess all of the signs are there. I think there's yeah. just so much going on that you just really don't think about how odd the family's acting. Remember the scene when he goes into the his little den area and then it's that really old analog technology? Yeah. Which is something I also I, I wrote I wrote down too. I don't know. I, I wrote down in here it's it's weird how it, it shows him he never uses uh modern day technology. He like uses landlines. He has like a record player. Yeah, that's and, good. And then when he like sits next to that old analog like radio, like tube radio that he's con 
at first I thought he was talking to his dead brother. Like I thought his brother was dead. Oh, yeah, like, like like the Rizzo as a ghost. Yeah, because it shows him go and sit next to the radio right after this fight happens, and he gets patched up. Remember? And then he's on the phone with, with yeah, but it's like he calls him his brother. It kind of seems like he's his brother. Maybe he refers to like the, they both refer to their father, like maybe yeah. they were adopted or something. But you don't know who it is. I didn't know it was a Rizzo. I kind of thought the voice that, that I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah. And um, they're like, this guy sounds like a rapper. He's gonna be like some like uh, re- like a uh, cultural appropriation guy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> but, like, what's going on? Man? It's like Sean Penn or something. Yeah. But then it's uh, yeah. So he's talking on the phone. He's in the basement. But then his his son his son notices he's all beat up and. They don't know why. His son is just like, what's going on? The kids don't know, maybe. And then after this scene, it takes us right to Russia. And then, like, big words on the screen is um, Yulian. You think it's in Russia? I thought it was. Maybe it wasn't. I thought it was just the club in the city. Where, no, it's not, it's not Russia because it's the club where he meets him later on. Fuck. So it's just, like, in that club. There's just, like, a Russian club. Cause that's the same club where he goes and he, bring, where he brings the C4 and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, right. so that's, that's, where, that's where he is there. It introduces the bad guy and he's singing. Yeah, he's like singing Russian karaoke or something. Yeah. So you think that he's just like a fun, you know, you don't, because you don't know what's going on. He's just like a fun guy or something. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, it kind of reminded me of like, like only God forgives or something, or, or it's like or like Korean karaoke, or so it was the bad guys, the bad guys infatuated with karaoke or something. Yeah, but um, they're in that, but they're actually cold blooded, ruthless killers. Like, yeah, I you think- know, the boss from that. It's kind of be a um, uh, boogie nights, like nightclub entrance, like, like single shot, like steady cam. Uh-huh. Long shot from like outside the club follows, follows him all the way through the club onto the stage and then all the way up the stairs like steady cam one shot. So Julian uh, is the bad guy and the kid in the hospital was put there because of Hutch. He looks old and uh, it's funny that the kid in the hospital and Julian are supposed to be brothers. He looks he like his son. It looks like he's old. He's old. Looks old enough to be his grandpa. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? Is like, that was a... is he is he his literal brother again? Like, kind of like Riza? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a message behind this movie: is what is a brother really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, brother is whatever you want it to be. So yeah, that was one thing I put in my notes. That was kind of weird how the age gap between these brothers. I also yeah, I don't know if it means it's anything, but it's kind of a trope to have your like mafia uh like boss guy and then the son grew up entitled and is just an asshole to everybody the boss is hard and knows like respect and like when to use violence and be rude and everything but like the kid is just like a brat who thinks that he can just like rule the world just like be like harass women and just be a jerk all the time because he's and he's like you know who i am oh i got the boss stuff and then his yeah. son so that's like the, the trope of their son um and well that's just like john wick too um 
because yeah, yeah, <laughs> I got because I got to the when I got to that point, I was like, it's funny how this movie is just beat for beat John Wick after a certain point. Like, are they like, Russians in John Wick too? I think they were. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happens in um, the Kevin Bacon one with it's John Goodman's son. So after like yeah. after Kevin Bacon kills John Goodman's son in retaliation, so his yeah. son is also just like a like a rude prick. Um, yeah, exactly. It's exactly what happens in in John Wick. It is because the the son just follows. He wants John Wick's car, follows him home, and then kills his puppy. Yeah, and then, and then it's all fucking downhill from there for that guy. Yeah, um, it was his brother, not not a son. Which yeah, it's kind of weird. Maybe they're like maybe we got to change. There was like his son originally, and they're like, this yeah. is too much like John Wick. We'll just make it brother. Like it's yeah, like, this is too much like John Wick. And then or maybe the actor was really self conscious, and he's like, what do you think? I'm old or something? <laughs> it's like yeah, it gets old enough to be my brother. They're like, hey, you're why are you smiling? I thought you were supposed to be a badass. Yeah. He was like, oh, yeah, and then he's like, kill some guy with the uh, wine glass. Yeah. He did some guy who just kind of crossed him a little bit. Did he even cross him? I thought he was totally random. Oh, it was totally. He just gave him a look. Yeah, he just like glanced at him funny and he just just breaks this wine glass. And the way it shows him, like, he like makes impact and then like drags it down his face. And I was like, God damn. He's like, I'm a, I am a badass. Look at who's going to do this. So, like, oh, shit. <laughs> like the guys. And then, but, so then they all, this is where they reveal that they're all in like, they're all stockholders at the club. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was just like, he's like, do you realize who that was? <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's a shareholder of a whatever the fuck, you know? Yeah. And Uh-oh, now this guy's in trouble. Nobody's not in trouble. Everybody's happy. Yeah, and then he was like, that means we get 80%. And then they all celebrate. <laughs> um, At that point, they could just start like, killing each other. <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, shit. Well, yeah, in that case, all we have to do yeah. is just... That's kind of like in The Dark Knight, where the beginning uh, the beginning robbers guy just starts taking each other out for shares. Yeah. I would be okay if this movie and John Wick shared a universe at some point. Yeah, and... This movie is a lot is is uh, shorter, John. It's like if John Wick was your was a father. Yeah, and yeah. and those John Wicks too. Yeah, they're getting a little more drawn out, and and it's kind of a franchise now. But um, I definitely still like all of them. But there's nothing like seeing that first one for the first time, being like, "Holy shit! What? Why aren't movies like this anymore?" It felt like Jackie Chan and The Matrix and all kinds of shit. Yeah, but less. I liked his fighting style where it wasn't like kung fu. It was his brawler. Well, this, this, yeah, everything was just so raw and yeah. Um, it felt like you could almost smell the the like steam coming off from the meat of these wounds in this movie. Yeah, Street Fighter kind of, not like the video game, just like a like a like a real Street Fighter. Yeah, a kid from the streets. Kid from the streets, not not doing. Kung Fu, because in Kung Wick, it's like fancy Kung Fu, like um, like Shabo, but okay, what's that director? Like the John Woo. Oh, yeah, John Woo. It's like not John Woo. Where he always has the doves flying in the background. Yeah, and like flips <laughs> and, and like uh, just like crane kicks and stuff. Yeah. This is like brutal. It's like full like swings and stuff. Yeah. Hard target, man. 
Yeah. Um, what happens after he's there in the club and then? Or wait, no, Bob Odenkirk's in the trunk. He crawls in the trunk of their he's car. He's at his house. So, so Bob Odenkirk's at home. He thinks that everything is fine. Yeah. He doesn't know that he's messed with the mob. Yeah. He's, he's at the dinner table just like he's, he's making his lasagna. Yeah. So he's, yeah. he's like, hey, I, got, I, I did some crazy bloodlust stuff, but now I'm going to go back to being a family man. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make that lasagna that you always like. Then they roll up on him because they, they find out who he is in the hospital. So the, 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 they go, the guy, like the main bad guy goes to the hospital yelling at the people in the beds and stuff. And they're, he's like beating uh, beating them with the chair and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that was another scene that I think, you know, Haley was like, oh my God. Because it was just, I was like, this movie's just so fucking unnecessarily brutal, but I love yeah. it. <laughs> like we're in the hospital, he's beating them some more. And he fight or does he talk to his brother or his brother's already dead by it somehow? Yeah, I think his bro- I think his brother already like already died, and that's why he's so pissed off. Yeah. Um, Some guy holds up the metro card though. His bus. Yeah, card. and he's like, dude, and then like I liked that shot too, where it, like it was like across the room, and then it focuses on the on the metro card. Yeah. And I was like, man, I was like, a lot of this seems like Bob Odenkirk's like d- direction and like sense Mr. of Show. humor, like Mister Show. Like he, it felt. This movie, even though it was written and directed by other people, you could just see all of his little, uh, all of his little tweaks to the scripts and stuff. Yeah, like the 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 transitions. Yeah, yeah, totally. And because he's he's got like a such a classic humor about him to where it's almost funny to just like pull a bunch of baseball hats out of a hat out of a backpack and call it comedy, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Because it's just funny and random. Um, so then at that point, you so he's got the he shows him the card, and then it's like a classic uh, what do you suspense? It's suspense. Um, it's like so he shows him the card. It's classic suspense because the bad guys, you know, the bad guys know where he's at. But Bob Odenkirk is at home eating dinner. We know that the bad guys have have him. So then, like you're you're waiting at the dinner table eating dinner, and you're waiting for them to show up. So then they do it. They're sitting at the table. They're just having like a domestic conversation, and then the they roll up, and Bob Odenkirk hears them coming, like he knows the signs. Yeah. So then he, he he's like, "You're gonna go to the basement." He he's got he like shuts off the power. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Or something you know, right. and then he he he's got like a security basement. So then you really know. Uh-huh. Like, at this point, you're like, oh, he had all of this planned out. Yeah. yeah, like you know that he's like something, but now he's like, oh, this guy is real. He knew, so he puts him in the basement and he says, "Don't call 911." That part was pretty fucking funny, too, man. Yeah. I like, thought it was so badass. And he does he start taking them all out in the house? Yeah, or, yeah. So he's got a yeah, uh, right. he's got a baseball bat at first oh yeah dude that first swing so like he waits for that one guy to go past loved that like he waits for the one guy and then he takes the other it like swings at his chest and then um, yeah and then because it gives him time to take out the other guy i was like the 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 little like the way that the action was just like plotted out was so good in this movie yeah yeah so they've got like like six guys with uh 
machine guns and he's just got a baseball bat. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so then he's so then but then he like he takes out two guys with a baseball bat, but then he cracks the bat in half and stabs someone with the bat. With like a stake. Yeah. <laughs> it was dude, that's when I was like I was literally like like kind of on the giddy you know and like jumping at this fucking yeah. shit. i was like dude this is so awesome uh, and that was more odin kirk shit you know um, and he gets the knife out of the butcher block which is like a funny thing that everybody has do you have a butcher block at home like yeah we do actually <laughs> i know i always have like the weirdest um scenarios play through my head i'm like if somebody like broke in through the back door because we're in chicago so we have to oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, worry about stuff like that <laughs> i guess the other night like going off topic real quick my landlord just texted me and was like hey we need to make sure to keep the doors locked because uh a drunk guy was like trying to he he came to the wrong house the other night and was like trying to put his shoulder into our door and was like trying to get in over and over oh, again no. and then went down and went around the side and tried to get into the side door mm. and uh there's like video footage of it so it's like, and we were out of town for the night too. So I was like, fuck, man. I'm like, he, thought it, well, he thought it was all his own house, maybe. Yeah, that's what I was. I was like, either that or, you know, there's a lot of weird stories around here about home invasions and shit. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. He takes them all out. He shoots a lot of them. He stabs uh, some of them. And it's all in his own house. So it's like he's the father at this point. They're just like destroying his house. Or he's destroying his own house where he lives. Yeah. Some kind of like uh, some kind of metaphor, like was it you know like uh huh destroying his domestic life. He like built it up and not only to tear it down again. Yeah. Um, and his keep his home in good shape the first time when yeah. it was just like those little robbers, and so he was trying to react like a father. So like the first time his his home is invaded. He's trying to react like his new self. Yeah. He's like, how would a regular father react right now? And the second time, he's all killer. Like, yeah, and that's why, like, when it showed him, like, making breakfast for the family and stuff before this started, before this happened. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, hey, he was like, I appreciate you taking that guy or like that or whatever, but next time, yeah. you know, whatever. He was like, he's pretty much just, and trying to be a badass for his kid now. He uses a, a, a like a baseball bat, so he's using like domestic vi uh, domestic violence, domestic weapons. <laughs> <laughs> he's like using the baseball bat, and then he he like throws like hot water out of the kettle, and then at one point though he shoves the guy's head into the lasagna. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And the, the, the lasagna is scolding hot. It's going cool to happen. It's, the lasagna is like a representation of his domestic fatherhood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then he's shoving the bad guy's face into the lasagna. So it's like <laughs> he's using his like weapon. And, he just, and I think lasagna specifically is like a very like labor intensive kind of yeah. dish. So oh, yeah, it is. I think yeah. it, that was on purpose to, to show that he was doing like putting like love into his food but then they yeah. didn't get to eat it and then they shove his they shove his face right like into the, onto the plate on the kitchen table yeah no yeah you're right the, there's definitely some symbolism there i think and um 
man i don't know what was going i think maybe my son was waking up or something because around that time because i'm like i remember all that stuff happening but i was like i was doing other stuff too you get uh you get out of that, out of that part out like i was very focused on this movie like i didn't couldn't take my eyes off i was very focused like a professional yeah anyway but um he he's beating them all up and everything and then he just gets kind of tased out of nowhere Oh yeah, which I thought that was kind of funny because at any point, realistically, no one guy could take out like six other guys. Yeah. So it's like, oh well, his plot armor just like drops for a second to get tased. Yeah. And then and they put him in the trunk. I guess they want him alive, but it seems like after that, then they would just want to like kill him. So he's in the trunk, and you think like it's gonna be like that. Maybe they're gonna cut from him being in the trunk to him being tied up at the base. Yeah. But then he just gets out like it's nothing um, with the with the fire extinguisher. Then he gets in a crazy car accident, and then he's fine. Yeah, so it's like, and then he just like kicks the trunk open somehow. Well, it's like the seats, like this, like the seats fold back to like yeah. have room in the trunk. Yeah, which they didn't think that was gonna happen. Yeah, I know. He wasn't tied up or anything. Well, yeah, and then so like they get into that crazy car accident, and then that's where the black Russian guy gets wounded. Um, he gets like that crazy thing through his uh, stomach. Yeah, and then so that was, that was weird. Why like the black Russian guy is like this guy is black. <laughs> He's like, I I'm, I'm very Russian. I grew up in Ethiopia. I kind know. Of, uh, uh, maybe I mean I don't I don't know how that would further the plot or anything. I don't someone, either. Like, Chekhov's black guy. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't, like a not not fulfilled. Yeah, that's what that's what I was thinking too. And then when Bob Odenkirk walks over and he's like, he's like, I don't meet a lot of black Russians. And he's like, I get that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't like maybe like a RZA. Like he's like, oh yeah, I understand. I'm, I know yeah. the RZA. <laughs> yeah, like- he's still talking to this uh, black Russian guy for a minute because this is actually where we get the exposition dump. We get his backstory. I really liked the way that they did this. Like he drops all the exposition, uh, sharing a moment with the dying henchman and he's uh, not realizing that he died halfway through his backstory. So it was kind of funny how like he's told the story and he looks down and the guy's already dead. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a really satisfying and justified exposition dump. Anyway. Yeah. I think he's in, in the middle of doing that. And then he's like, Oh, my family is in the basement. <laughs> like he forgets. Oh uh, yeah. When does he tell his father, about what's going on i'm thinking maybe right before this probably the first time he went back um well he knew something was going on and then i think he's had time to explain to his dad because you don't think that he his father is maybe not a badass yeah and then he is also yeah he's just sitting there watching his westerns it's christopher lloyd out of nowhere you know it's funny like um in back to the future christopher lloyd wasn't old i think he was wearing old man makeup so now he's like about as old as doc is. <laughs> yeah so i mean him playing doc brown has made it seem like he's been around for a hundred years yeah you're like weren't you like 80 in the 80s <laughs> like, yeah i know but he looks old too because even in like taxi he looks pretty haggard and old but he's probably in his 20s yeah yeah totally <laughs> i mean taxi seems like so was that the 60s i think maybe um yeah i think it was 70s like 76 um that's a pretty good one to revisit sometimes 
Yeah, but Christopher Lloyd, he's got like psychopath eyes, and I've never seen him in anything. And he's so violent. So I know he was. It was pretty crazy to see him go full ham in this. He yeah. and and he's so cute. I think like like when he gets happy and like smiles and he's like you know and yeah. Well, he kills these two guys that go in to get him with the shotgun, which is his primary weapon is the shotgun. Yeah. Um, and then those two guys come and attack him, and he dispatches them, and he's he's smiling. Yeah, he's just very happy. Um, yeah. Like the other guy is dying, and he's holding his mouth while he's dying. And he's like happy that he's like, yeah, oh, really, he's like yelling at him. He's, he's just like watching the guy die. Yeah, the nurse is like, turn that shit down, and he's like <laughs> strangling a guy. But I like, guess uh, he thought that all those shotgun blasts were the western he was watching. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a loud TV. Yeah, really, and it was like an old tube TV too. It was funny. Yeah. Um, Guns are loud. Have you shot guns? It's like, whoa. Yeah. Loud. You, gotta yeah. Wear, you gotta wear earplugs. You're gonna go deaf. Yeah, there's no, he- there's no hearing anything after, especially indoors. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, so he, then he gets out and then he has to go back. He lets his family out and then his family's gonna go somewhere. I guess they're probably doing her mother's. Yeah, so that's one thing they don't really elaborate on is where the family goes. um and even by the end of this movie i'm like did they just like ditch their kids (laughs) you know yeah i think they just go to their mothers or something because the the family's established but then so it's like after the uh, after he goes back he lets them out of the basement and then maybe he goes to the club he goes back to the club where he's like the c4 he's like in the club Mm-hmm. And then it's like this is like the last sequence of the movie. Yeah, and um, so at that point, I'm, I'm like, the, the movie never stops moving. It's really good pacing. It really is. It really is. And um, so this is where the brother and the dad show up too, randomly at this this crazy shootout at the warehouse. But first, he goes to the it, go, it just go cuts to the club. Bob Odenkirk's in the club. Oh, oh my god! Movie. Yes, yes, that's such a good scene. Yeah, he's like just like at the club, and so the the boss. Uh, what's his, what's the Russian boss name? Julian. 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 Yuli. He's like doing a little song and dance number. Oh, you knew Yuli. And just that like shot that like shot down where like Bob Odenkirk's eating and it's like slow yeah. motion. It was so fucking glorious to me. Yeah. I mean like, whoa, he's a badass. What is he in the club? Not, you don't even know where it came yeah. from. <laughs> yeah. Like, but he's also just, and just like knowing like sitting there, I think like subconsciously and deep down, Julian was like, fuck. Yeah. He's fucking, yeah. he fucking. He's not, like, he's not like a mission impossible um like slow uh like like you know mission impossible he's like got the, the rope he's like dung, 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 dung. he's like lowering himself down trying to get in there or like sneaking uh-huh. in there or like breaking through the windows or like like not yeah. spying spying or like yeah jumping through like 
the, the, the skylight like Batman, but he's jumping through the skylight in the middle of the club and it's like, oh, and then he's in there. This one, he's just there. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I liked. Uh, dude, I loved the scene too, where when he was like, you know, the neighbor that was bragging about his car in the beginning. Yeah. And then like it just fucking cut to fucking punches through the like window of that of that car. They just like, he's like zero to eighty, one hundred sixty-five horsepower. We're about to find the fuck out. <laughs> like, fucking, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, like, that, that was a checkoff payoff. Yeah, yeah, it just was so fucking. That, that's the thing too is not only the pacing but all of the payoffs and callbacks in this movie yeah that they, they none of them were stale like none of them were none of them th- there wasn't one that didn't need to be there you know yeah, he's got a c4 oh first he everybody pulls out <laughs> they all pull out the guns everybody's got a gun he's like this guy's in the middle of a place with the gun and then he's got the the c4 is it C4? I think it's C4, right? Yeah, it, yeah, it was like a C. Yeah, it's C4, and he has like a string attached to a. It's like a pin. Like Joker, to me. Yeah, it was. <laughs> like in the Dark Knight. Yeah, uh, another nod to another Joker thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's trying to trick him. He's trying to trick him into. So he he's talking to him. He's like, I've had enough of this life, and you've had enough of this life. Let's get out. Like, here's our chance. So we can get out. Yeah. And then, so he's trying, but it's reverse psychology. Yeah. But you don't necessarily know that. You still think, like, maybe, maybe he's actually a father still. Um, Kind of like, is, is, is he real? Who's, are you Batman or are you Bruce Wayne? You know, like, uh he's like, like, Bruce Wayne is the disguise, you know? Yeah. So it's like, he's actually this badass guy. The father is the disguise, but at this point, it's like trying to pull at that string again, being like maybe he is a father and a badass on the side. He's like, let's 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 make a peace deal. Yeah. But really, he's just trying to rile him up. He just, I mean, he just walks out. He just walks out because he has the bomb. Yeah. Yeah, but he's like, he's like, how about we make a peace deal? I'll let you think about it, and then he leaves. But he knows that they're all gonna chase him, so he's trying to bait them but he is he, yeah, yes, he's trying point. to bait the, yeah and then he takes them to the warehouse yeah that's yeah right. but he could have been like okay you're right i, I quit the life oh, but he yeah. blows up we missed the part where he blows up the uh money factory yeah when he goes to his uh that's what that's what kind of riles him up is he brings some of his burnt money and yeah he just, and he's like, like, I all your money and that that that's what was awesome is like he's still losing his shit but he's got this fucking c4 <laughs> but he's yeah. like he's like bringing it to like nine but he wants to go to 11 but like he's just yeah yeah it was really good and burning burning the money again another joker, joker thing <laughs> guy come on what's up burning a pile of money just like immediately says that you don't that you want to be a, a murderer is more important than yeah I don't think Bobby's uh Bobby Odenkirk's uh writer um I don't think he's ever seen the Dark Knight or something because the, <laughs> the writer's just like pulling from these movies and he's like, yeah, yeah, I got this great script. Um uh so and then yeah, so he draws all the Russian guys to this warehouse, which is another thing I fucking love was when he brings those gold bars to buy the building from his father-in-law and his brother-in-law. Yeah. 
Well, that's another great scene too when he socks his brother-in-law in the stomach. Yeah, this then, time he's in badass mode. Yeah, he's in fucking badass mode. mode. And then like the guy s- sits down and then he's like, "Well, what am I going to do?" And he's like, "I don't really give a fuck." And then the whole reason he bought the fucking warehouse was to have draw these Russians to it to have <laughs> yeah, this crazy shootout. <laughs> I thought that was the biggest payoff. In the, yeah. I was like, that's the biggest uh heckle in the movie was just you think he wants this building to have some sort of wholesome yeah. like tie to it, but he really just doesn't give a shit. He just wants to have somewhere to kill people. Have you seen uh, that uh, the Denzel Washington movie where he fights the bad guys in like a Home Depot at the end of it? With, um... Is it like the Equalizer? Yeah, the Equalizer. Did you see I'm... the Equalizer? I never did watch those. Oh, yeah, they're good. Are they good? Well, okay, so it's like the Equalizer is like kind of they're not that good i would say that the, the equalizer is like a long longer drawn out this one this one was like yeah. 90 minutes the equalizer is probably like over two hours long but like i only want to see the fights you know or they cut it down yeah. so it's like the equalizer has if they cut it down to 90 minutes it would be like this movie so it's like i would yeah. say this is better than the equalizer but it is like another thing where like he's it's kind of like home alone like right yeah sets all the traps but all the traps in in this one were so smart i thought you know like there it didn't seem like i had seen these done before like it seemed like there was a little cleverness behind them like it was almost like they're almost like there was a little prank to them you know Yeah. Um, the 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 rules that shows up and you don't know i didn't know it was the reason have you have you been watching the Wu Tang uh, TV show on Hulu? No, I actually have it, but I think I'm gonna check it out now, and then it's maybe we good. can talk it's about really, it on here. I, I think it's really good. Um, and that movie is directed—I mean, not directed, but like produced by Riza. Yeah, well, I'm down because I everything I've seen about it, it looks good. But aren't they on like three seasons now? Uh, no, they just ended season two. Oh, okay. Well, then That's there's terrible. not that much. Then. Are you a Wu Tang fan in general? Dude, totally. Yeah, I am. I I didn't watch that show because of what Straight Outta Compton did. Um, Oh, yeah. And all of those guys were behind that movie, too. But that movie was such a, like, fabricated piece of trash. The show is way better because the show is, like, really heightened. We should do the show. We could do another. (laughs) Yeah. Episode, episode of the, uh, the Wu-Tang show? No, and, uh, I'm down. I'm, I, we might do that because Haley and me are going to do a, a Euphoria episode because we want to kind of... Oh, tear, yeah, I haven't seen that one. We kind of want to uh, tear that show new ass. I really like the Rizza, and the Rizza is, you know, the whole Wu-Tang, like, Kung Fu thing. Yeah. He also did... Uh, the Duel of the Iron Mikes. Really, totally out of nowhere. It's like the last, like, what, like 20 minutes of the movie... Yeah, I love the RZA. Uh, did you do you like the Duel of the Iron Mike? I didn't, I didn't see that one. It's a it's a it's an album. You should check it out. It's oh yeah, it's, it's amazing. So he yeah, shows up out of nowhere, and you're like what the RZA's in the movie? Was yeah, like- he he shows up and as a sniper too. It was yeah. <laughs> and um, a really good one at that. And then he brought his dad too, and Christopher yeah. Lloyd brought a whole handful of shotguns. It's like suddenly there's a team, like no build up or anything yeah. like that. It's like I do too. 
cartoony. It's like it's like thrown out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, hey, Rizzo, the Rizzo's here and Chris yeah. I know. I I fucking I agree. I was thinking that through the whole movie too. I was like, the pacing and the time, like it's it's only an hour and a half long, yeah. and they just drop us into this without having to build it up and. Where there's so many movies that shows the them track down everybody, and they're, they're like, they're like we got to do this. We got to do this one last thing, you know. Yeah. But it's and so they, fucking. Cliche. All the actors are not action guys. Yeah. You know, like what if you show up at the end and then it's like, um, uh, I don't know who's in action movies these days. Like, I mean, like it's like you know Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I guess Keanu Reeves is in all the action movies now. He's like, hey, it's Keanu Reeves. Like, well, or like Schwar- I don't know, Schwarzenegger or like, um, this is the Expendables. Yeah. Like anybody, anybody? It's like, oh, John Claude Van Damme. It's like they don't let actors do these movies anymore. Like, they just want stunt people to do all the no liabilities, you know? Yeah, so the Rizzo is like stunt casting in the best way. So that was awesome. So the brother and the dad show up to the big shootout in the warehouse and they they all just booby trapped the place up with with uh the, it was it was like home alone on 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 math yeah this, this movie he, was he must have been like i guess they showed up like he seemed kind of surprised to see them but they knew about all the traps when he strapped the c4 to the blast shield yeah and like just charged towards yulian and then this is the like, there's no, like, big showdown or face-off or anything. He just decides to strap a C4 to this blast shield, run towards him, and then it just blows him. Like, yeah. Bob gets blown off, but it, like, blasts that guy, like, to hell. Yeah. That's part of his, his whole style of fighting, like I was talking about earlier. Like, John Wick is almost untouchable most of the time. Like, he gets through... Like he didn't get hit a lot, I and mean, he does a little bit, and he does get beat up a lot. He punches somebody else. He takes a couple of punches. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like he's able to keep going anyway somehow. It's but then almost like he takes them on purpose, you know, to get like adrenaline from it to continue to go. Yeah. Yeah. So this one, this last, his last move is like, um, <laughs> here's some uh, weird reference, but like you know, like um, uh, uh. The Pikachu, like before Pikachu, what's the uh, the the de evolved version of Pikachu? Um, Just that's uh, you're thinking. Yeah. It's like right, right, you whatever it is. That, yeah, Pikachu's the regular one. Pikachu's the regular one in the middle, and then there's one that's like de evolved before. And yeah. film, like that that character, you, when you use electricity, you take some damage yourself. So it's like it's like taking the damage yourself. Like Smash Brothers. Yeah. So you like ex- don't think that you that he's gonna get blown up, and then he uses it, and then uses the C4 from the club. And it, that's that's one thing that's probably a little bit of symbolism too. Is like he he fulfilled on that promise. <laughs> it was like, this wasn't a threat. I used the C4 on your ass, you know? I think you got to kill like the bad guy. It's kind of funny that you can, you like he, there's probably a lot of people involved in that money getting burned, but he's like, well, I killed this guy. Yeah. All over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. But um, I, it's pretty exciting though. I, I heard Bobby Odenkirk on Howard Stern recently. He's been talking about a sequel, maybe. I mean, I, I would see a sequel. I would, I would see too. a remake or something. A remake? 
Or like a mean, what I I I, I want them to make. I have a weird idea where they just like make the exact same movie with the exact same people, just like again. I well, I mean, just like John Wick did. I I would yeah, watch it though. So if it, if they, John Wick is like a. I think like basically every movie starts where the last one ended, isn't it? True, but that's the way they could play this out too. Is yeah. There's, there's some on some ties left untied out there that yeah. he didn't like, or like Julian was just part of a massive organization. Christopher Lloyd and Riza and Bob Odenkirk. What a fucking, <laughs> it's weird to say like those three names yeah. together in a movie actually, man. But um, Riza's got this really awesome move where he, he's got the, this sniper rifle and then he uses it as like a weapon. I'm not like a, like a physical weapon instead of as the gun. Yeah. And then he, he like stabs the guy into the thing and then he twists off the, the whatever the at the end of the gun is he twists it off the gun like and then he shoots somebody else and then he goes back to the other guy and then he twists the gun back on yeah so it's yeah. like some like you have to be like he's like one with the gun yeah <laughs> are you talking about that one shot too where it like goes up in the air and the camera it seems to like it's like the ca- the gun is the camera, and we get. To, he just like, like he just knows. It's just like they established that he like he knows that gun. Like he knows how to yeah. use it. He, he knows how it comes exactly. apart and stuff. I've never seen uh-huh. anybody take apart the gun in the fight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Took it up, and then um, when all those three guys like, the, I don't know how the fuck they how they got that to look so cool, but the, the way that. The, these guys just happened to line up and he just took the shot and like, <laughs> three of the guys at the same time. I was like, oh, holy yeah. shit. <laughs> this movie's you know, so like, fucking awesome. Yeah, Rizza and um, uh, Christopher Lloyd, they they don't, they're not physical guys. No. <laughs> so they like really got in there. It really looked like they were doing it even though like they couldn't fight or yeah. anything. So, yeah, well, I like mean, Bob Odenkirk, either. Bob Odenkirk wasn't either and he just he he put the work in and got into shape and I guess yeah, did you hear about the heart attack he had? Yeah, he had on the set of Better Call Saul, I think. Yeah, so he had a heart attack on the set of Better Call Saul, and it was fucked up because they had to. So he told this story on Stern too. I'm just gonna retell it. Um, he he was pretty much almost dead, and for some reason the there was a lady on set who had a defibrillator in her car and she ran and got the defibrillator out of the car while there was someone continuing to do CPR on him. And he said it took like six tries or something. Oh. And then he got brought back to life. Um, and he was like, if that lady wouldn't have been there, no one else had a, has a defibrillator on set. And if he would have been in his trailer, people don't bother you in the trailer. So he was like, I don't know. He's like, I'm lucky to be here. And Howard asked him too. He was like, so do you think do you think this movie caused you to have that heart attack and he was like no this movie saved my life he was like i got into the best shape of my life and he they said that because i worked out so much for this movie more blood was able to pump to my heart and it brought me back to life so yeah so basically nobody is the reason we still have bob odenkirk right now and um what a (laughs) what a savior you know yeah i'm not watching better call Saul, but i might watch it now that it's over do it do it it's so good it's so good it it doesn't it doesn't have like a point really so it's just like you're watching a show that has good writing and that's fine 
that's yeah so it doesn't really so just i think that's a good way to just it's look to, at it but i think like, like the the best i mean uh, the, the, the movie is good but the best part is that, that it's like exactly 90 minutes yeah like including credits the whole movie is only like you know like 85 minutes or whatever yeah. if you don't include the credits and it's like pretty much like at 90 which is the minimum and i didn't notice that the first time i was watching it i was just like, hey, it's good. I'm, I'm happy to be doing this show. Um, this is fun. <laughs> I yeah. Think, I, when I when I when we starting this, I was like, like I don't know if I'm gonna be like what I have to say about this movie. We haven't even going for like two hours. Have like, we? <laughs> what time is it? I don't know. Hold on. <laughs> I can't see what time it is. I don't know. This is fun. It's nine eleven right now. Yeah. yeah. No, we've been doing and um. Yeah, we should do this more often, man. I'll, yeah. invite, I'll invite you out. So but it's 90, 90 minutes. So it's like the better call Saul and all these shows and everything is like long, long, long. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm like losing track of what's going on. But this one was just so well paced. Really was. And it, and it was good to just see Bob Odenkirk get his vision across in something, too, because he has yeah. such a certain tone. You know, he has a tone that you're not going to get anywhere else, which, you know, you and I both picked up on it in this movie. His humor in, throughout the chaos and violence. And the- yeah, right. That's, that's, we got through the thing. I think I want to try to think of bad things. If I had to say bad things about the movie. You know what? I, I mean... If you go and back and listen to any of my episodes, most of the most of the episodes I'm saying bad things about the movies. But for this some reason, there's not many with this one. I think well, one thing I'm gonna say is like the culture, like the, the it's like the Russians. They established the bad guys, like oh the Russians. Yeah, they're the bad guys, which is fine for this kind of thing because it, it speeds it up. But it is a little um uh played out played out or like culturally insensitive or something which is yeah. like this racist junior i guess but he's talking about, yeah. i mean i don't know man the russians are the ones that are attacking like their own people kind of right now so it's like yeah they but really then, they're good at, but it is like saying that all russians are like that so yeah you're attacking your own people but then the people that are getting attacked are there also yeah, yeah. um and but that's it's horrible, man. I mean, that's barely, I, it, that's barely an issue in the movie. Um, I would, well, it's like, yeah, Rizzo's really out of nowhere. Like, they showed up out of nowhere, which was fun. And it's like, maybe they should have, they could have been slightly more introduced. It is a little at the end, like, sudden yeah. that the Rizzo shows up. Yeah, I know. Um, well, and that was the only way I knew that he was alive, actually, was seeing him show up. Because I was like, is, was he really talking to a radio? Or was oh, that a ghost? Was it like his, his memories or something? Yeah. Well, I mean, and the way his dad was talking about it, too, when he was looking at the picture, he's like, we choose how to remember him or something. Like, they made it really seem like he was dead until the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, so... This was a good episode. Uh, we should, I'll be in touch and we should do another one of these things, though. You know, giving the movies like numbers? Yeah. Like, so, I mean, whatever. I mean, um, yeah, I, I, every once in a while I'll be like, I think this is like a four or five star movie. Um, 
and then plus i'll i'll sometimes put like an a plus or a f on the poster i think this is a is i think this is an a it's not quite like an a minus or an a plus but i think it's like an a an a movie for me mm-hmm. it's like a b-rated a movie for me yeah it's like a b-movie style but uh the uh, a we gotta come up come up with some kind of Remembering, yeah. Well, if you ever watch like on cinema at the cinema, they give it like three or four bags of popcorn. Four, I'm gonna give this movie six buffet plates out of nine. That's pretty good, yeah. But I would give it more than that way. I would give it like seven. No, I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a solid 85 out of 100. And it's dumb. I like that it's dumb because I don't like smart movies usually. That's not like it's like these there's so many movies that are like half half he's smart. I felt like the Batman. It's like trying to be smart, but it's dumb. It's like yeah. actually dumb. This movie yeah. is like not trying to be smart. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Yeah. All right. This has been uh, Movie Buffers Episode 6. Uh, thanks for coming, Kenny. Um, we highly recommend Nobody, I think it's safe to say, right? Yes. All right. And uh, Bob Odenkirk is one of the best. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for watching. Check out my, uh, check out my show, YHWN. Yeah, your daily hour with me on YouTube or on local access TV. <laughs> Thanks for watching.